You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fired. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. With your host, Derek Hubbard, Eric Barsh, and Jake Smith. And welcome to the Derek's Mega Bowl podcast, a podcast for you, the Mega Bowlers, as we bring our non-expert opinions and advice to help you for the upcoming fantasy football season. It is Sunday, August 7th at the time of this recording. I'm your host, Derek Hubbard. Alongside of me, as usual, is the man with the stash, Eric Barsh, and everybody's lovable loser, Jake Smith. We have a huge episode planned for you guys today, a game show style episode, as a matter of fact. Eric and Jake will challenge each other in a friendly game of family feud, fantasy football style. Also, we have two special guests joining us uh, for the show, two individuals from the Mega Bowl, but I won't quite share with you who these individuals are yet. But first, boys, how was your weekend? Are you ready to see who the smarter person is when it comes to trivia? Jake, how was your weekend? I've been, I've busy um went to the dells with the kids wife and kids um haven't really been keeping track of uh what's been happening in the training camp so hopefully it's not too many related questions to injuries and you miss the most important news of the weekend jake yeah your wide receiver one went down Nikhil harry I, I, I mean i saw that but i didn't really think it was fantasy relevant oh my god shows what kind of bears fan for you eric <laughs> How was your weekend? No, it was good. We, uh, the wife and I had a golf outing on Friday and Saturday. So we golfed 18 holes both days. Weather was beautiful. So couldn't ask for much, much more Hillary, there. Hillary beat you, didn't she? Just like she no, beat you in the Mega Bowl. No, it was like, it was an alternate shot. So it was something different than I'm used to doing. It'd have been nice if it was the best shot, but. You know, we, you know, we should inter- not introduce you as the man with the stash. We should introduce you as the man married to Hillary Barsh who was leading the Mega Bowl season two last year. Yeah, it's not even the best Mega Bowler in his house. That, <laughs> and too. he only lives with his wife. You should have her draft for you. I didn't know how many weeks that would take for you guys to bring that up, but I figured <laughs> that was going to get brought up at some point. But yes, that is my wife, who dominated the league for three quarters of it last year. She's awesome. I mean, I've no tried to get more than I do, apparently. Maybe she I've, should be on here. I've invited my wife, but then I've taken back that offer because I have that fear she would beat me somehow. She played in one league with me one year, and she drafted a team based off looks, and she got second place. She had Jimmy G? <laughs> Probably. I think, Jim, I think at this point, Jimmy G was still in grade school. I mean, we're going back to, like, the Roddy White oh days. We're going it, way, way Oh, back. boy. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yes, Jimmy G. Matt was Ryan's back. rookie year. Yeah, I mean, he was a good-looking dude back then. Yeah, I guess. All right. I I wouldn't know. (laughs) Okay. As I mentioned earlier, we have two individuals joining us today for the Mega Bowl League. These two gentlemen are guys that I know very well and speak to on a daily basis. These were the first people I actually bounced this Mega Bowl idea off of. So I want to get them credit for this and pushing me to do this Mega Bowl um, League. I play in two dynasty leagues with these guys, and of course, we're in the Mega Bowl League together. So, without further ado, I have with me the Ames brothers, Tyler and Alex Ames. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves and let the listeners know a little about you. Tyler, we'll start with you. Well, uh, first, I'd like to uh, introduce myself as Tyler Ames. Uh, graduated with Derek and uh, Fenimore forever. And uh, secondly, redraft sucks, but uh, I do the league because uh, my best friend Derek is running the league. So, and uh, anything I can do to help beat my brother always feels good. Tyler, I feel like you need to in it, tell everybody the greatest statistics about you. In uh, high school, you wore the same pink shirt and same jeans every day your senior year of high school that is a factual statement uh, about week one of a psychology class with uh mr mark Feifrick, aka the greatest uh play-by-play guy 
not so great at uh, motivation, but uh, we made it through. And uh, hey, uh, he said he made up some crazy idea. We went with it. And then uh, we went the whole year without uh, without uh, actually anybody paying me at the end of the year to pay up on their bet. But I still did it. So right, uh, we're yeah, still waiting sorry. for I that. Prob- I probably still owe you fifty bucks, but hey. yeah, there was a lot of lot of bets made that people didn't pay up on. But uh, did you wash your clothes? Uh, no. like How dare couple, you ask that question? Why would he ever wash them? So that is a very, true very statement. That is no. He did wash them, but yes, he did wear this dark pink shirt that ended up very uh, light pink. Very light pink, cool. almost white by the end of the year. But the same shirt, same pants every day. He's probably the only person to ever do that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's impressive. Uh, that's there's plenty. Like there's plenty of pictures to do. prove that it actually happened as well. Oh, it definitely <laughs> happened. Yeah. Alex, you want to introduce yourself? To let the listeners know a little bit about you. Yeah. So. Like Derek said, Alex Ames, obviously Tyler's brother, uh, grew up in Fenimore, and I've known Derek uh, basically my whole life because he's been Tyler's best friend pretty much his whole life. So um, fun fact, I did graduate with Derek's sister as well, so big friend of the family, um, and I do Mega Bowl. Um, I'm only in one other redraft league, uh, so Mega Bowl is kind of another redraft avenue for me. And, and uh, it's just fun. I think it's fun to be with a big group of people that most of them, honestly, I don't know. So, what division are you in, and what draft pick do you have? This is a a new for, for me. I have never used a sleeper app. Um, There's a little bit so of a learning curve with it. A learning curve there. Uh, Jake is actually in my division, so that'll be fun. Uh, I'm in the Backstreet Boys division, which is, uh, you know, who could ask for a better division to be in? Backstreet Boys. I guess clearly, I can look it up for you. Uh, will clearly be the top of everything. And if I look at the draft right now, it looks like uh, I am. It looks like I'm the sixth. If I scroll down, I'm the sixth pick. Which, if I had to pick, that would be probably about rare, exactly where I'd pick. Uh, I think redraft is such a really at the end of the day is such a crapshoot of where you pick because um, all it takes is one injury and you're really you you can struggle because all it takes is one or two guys to get hurt and part of my reason why I uh, if you go back to the beginning of this conversation I said I really do not like redraft <laughs> uh, because I think there's so much luck involved. Uh, I'm dynasty through and through played dynasty. I got, I would say I got Derek involved, involved in dynasty. Um, but the, uh, the redraft part is kind of fun. So I'm the sixth pick. And, uh, if I had to pick the fourth pick, I do want to let you know that you have the fourth pick. So even better, Uh right? Uh, I'm looking, I gotta be honest. In his defense, he's probably looking at it upside down. I'm yes, looking no, at the app, right. and I can't even see And Alex, draft. you're in the Hanson division, correct? I am in the oh. Hanson division, correct. Uh, with my boy, Drew Ferguson, who I lived with at Montana for a good year. So. Yeah, you, you, so you kind of have an easy division. You have the eighth pick, but you have guys like Nick Budden and Tyler Timmerman. You're going to cakewalk through this division. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate that, but I, I've done some mock drafts now with the eighth pick, and I'm, I'm not a fan of any of the teams I've mock drafted yet. So it's going to be interesting. Right. What's your guys' most ideal draft spot? Would you guys rather be the, the, the front end of the draft or more towards the back end or middle? Or do you guys I would like say what, four to what pick six. you have? Okay. Four to six would be my preference i would agree with that i would probably go in this draft the back side of it but yeah middle of the draft right definitely i i think this year especially i'd probably want to be in the middle if not towards the back definitely not the first if i i mean the first pick wouldn't be bad because you have jonathan taylor and you know he's going to get you points but it's just that waiting till the so much later in the draft I, to, Right. I just think, yeah, depending on where your draft pick is. If, I mean, if you're a top two pick, you're definitely going hero RB or 
loaded at RB basically, but there's so many different strategies, mid to late pick. Right. I think if you're in the top three or the bottom three, it's just such a long turnaround time. Yep. On that next pick, sometimes it can screw you over. Right. All right. Real quick. And I'm going to ask you uh, or ask Jake and Eric this as well, since I haven't asked you guys this and I don't know what your answer is going to be. Who is your guy for the 2022 season? Anyone you feel like you must have later in drafts or at the beginning of the draft that you know you can get? I'm, I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs. He's my, I'm reading a lot. He's back to fan. My sleeper pick that I, I almost have to have on the 14th, 15th round here. Because Aaron Rodgers said he's, he's doing really good yesterday. That's why. It, it's been all week. It's been the whole training camp. So, I mean. We got more on Romeo Dobbs coming up. I'll, we, we can talk a little further or more about him on news and notes. I think mine currently is probably Trey Lance just because of the upside. I, and I know this is probably going to sound like a homer pick, but just the upside that he could provide with, a, you know, a, you're looking at getting him in the eighth to 10th round right now, and he could very well be a top five quarterback. So I think he builds into a lot of people's strategies of just waiting on a quarterback and getting him. Right. I agree. Jake? Um, a guy that I've liked even for a while before he got drafted that I wanted to get in Dynasty. Um, I really like uh, James Cook's position uh, where he got drafted. Um, I think he's going to get a shit load of targets in Buffalo. And I think he'll be a pretty big uh, star for the for fantasy this year great tyler well i was actually gonna uh go right off of that and say elijah mitchell because i feel like san francisco's best bet with bringing in trey lance is obviously pounding the ball running the ball and uh he's also a weapon in the pass game so i i really think he's uh, if he can stay healthy, which uh, unfortunately he did not last year, can be uh, a big plus. Uh, so he's kind of my, like, uh, I think he's falling a little bit to the fifth, sixth round, but uh, I think he can be a big asset for a lot of, for that that spot. Right. And mine would be, well, I have two guys. One, I've said last week, Travis Etienne. He's going to, I'm going to have to reach for him to get him, but he's one guy that I definitely want on my team, but kind of a guy that I can get later in drafts that I've been getting most of my drafts is Mike Gusek. I think with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, safety always has to focus on him. It's going to be Gusecki against a linebacker. And I feel like he's going to put up a lot of touchdowns this year, which is what you want for tight end. So are you guys ready for some news and notes? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah, buddy. News and notes. We're going to have Tyler and Alex join us for news and notes right here. First thing, Jimmy Garoppolo expected to be kept until cutdown day. According to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, there are no clear trade partners for Jimmy G as he continues his rehab. So my question to you guys is, he's going to be on the move. He will not be with the 49ers this year. There's about a 95% chance he's not going to be with the 49ers. Who do you think he's going to land with? Jake, we'll start with you. I mean, I thought Carolina would be a really good one, but obviously they went with uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't. I I think at this point, teams are just going to wait until they release them, and then they they can just sign them at their leisure and don't have to give up anything for them. Um, Seattle might be one, or someone just will pick them up as a backup quarterback, which would be an excellent option. Right, Eric. Yeah, I think it's kind of to highlight Jake's point there at the end. It's they're waiting for someone to get hurt on on, on another team and the value to go way up on him. Um, he's healthy-ish. I mean, he's, he's throwing with no restrictions, basically. So if they got what they wanted for him, he had been gone by now. They're waiting for Seattle to get desperate and give him a deal that they, that they can't refuse. Or, I mean, they're – the way that they structured their salary cap right now, they can keep him. So it doesn't hurt to have him as a backup. They just don't want him lingering behind Trey Lance's back. So um, I think this isn't really news. This is what their plan was all along to get what they want for him. So, 
Yeah. Tyler, who do you think he'll end with? I'm I'm gonna go with that the same thing there. I think it it's gonna take an injury. Uh, you know, uh preseason early. Uh I don't think the 49ers think they have to move him. Uh that's a big cap number for them to take on, but uh they've really structured it so they can keep him. Or even maybe uh it, it makes you maybe kind of laugh, but maybe Trey Lance sucks. Maybe he, he he's not what they think he is, and then uh, week six comes along. They haven't moved him, and they put Jimmy, old Jimmy G, and his beautiful looks back in the lineup, and uh, he leads them to uh, the old playoffs. And same thing. I think Jimmy, anywhere he goes, his his biggest thing is he's got to uh, prove himself again. Uh, not that he has to because he's consistently been a playoff type quarterback, but he has to put himself in the position that he's going to make himself some money in free agency next year. Don't you think though, that might be a reason why the 49ers just dump him though. So he's not around. So then I would think Lance is going to struggle and his own teammates are going to be calling for. Right. Then you're then, then Lance is always, uh, Looking over his shoulder, maybe it's good to get him gone. But where's his landing spot? His landing spot would have been earlier in the season or early in the off season, where where he could have gone and started and got the playbook down and started week one. I don't, I don't think he's there's a place for him. So I could be wrong. Out, hear me out here, since we have a couple Packers fans on here. Why wouldn't the Packers go get him so he doesn't beat them in the playoffs? Uh, Eric, uh, do you agree with that? Uh, That's the dumbest thing oh I've ever heard, God. Jake. Uh, I've heard a lot of stupid things, but that might be top of the list right now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not. I, mean, I, I think I think the Packers are still so far in on proving that Jordan Love is the next best thing, and from a lot of reports. Uh, training camp has gone very well for Jordan. Uh, well, he must be uh, taking all Aaron Rodgers' drugs now. He's got Jordan Love tripping out. If, if, that, if that's what it takes to be a three-time MVP, uh, maybe I should have fucking taken a couple. Sorry all for right, saying there. I'm going to but... move on to the next thing. Alex, <laughs> you can lead us off with this next one. News from this weekend. Kareem Hunt requests a trade has requested a trade, but the Browns have told Kareem Hunt that they have no intentions of abiding by his requests. Alex, I'll start with you. Where do you think Kareem Hunt will play this year? I think he's back on the team. I just don't, again, kind of like Garoppolo. There's not, there's a few landing spots for him, but for the most part, if you're Cleveland, who's a better running back two in the league right now, To be, you know? Um, pretty sure the Cowboys have him and Tony Pollard. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few other teams, but they have one of the best one two combos in the league. I don't think you can just because the guy wants out and wants to try to be a number one somewhere, I don't think you can get rid of him, in my opinion. Yes, I, I'm, I'm gonna end this one right here with Kareem Hunt. I'm going to say he's going to leave, and my prediction is he is going to be a Buffalo Bill. No way. That is my prediction. Whether I am right or wrong, I am probably wrong, but I'm going to go on a limb here and say he is going to take over that backfield. I mean, why not? It'd be great for fantasy, right? He's on one of the best offenses in the league. He's on a a contract here, isn't he? He is. That's That's why he wants out. Watson's not there. He's on a contract here. The team's going to suck this year. He's a number one running back in the league. He needs to be on somebody's team, but he ain't going to do it this year in, in Cleveland. So that's why he wants out. Right. All right. Matthew Stafford downplays his elbow injury. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford says that his lingering elbow injury is just a little soreness. Two parts to this. Are we looking at another Andrew Luck type injury right here where it lingers and he could be out for time? And do you see this affecting the Rams passing game at all? If he is actually 
if he has this lingering elbow injury, is this going to affect, you know, Cooper Cup's wide receiver one status? Will they look at more of a running back running approach to the season? What do you guys think about this? Jake, I'll go with you. I I don't think it's a non-story. It's really early. This this type of thing seems to come up more than they kind of play it on to be with the dead arm, I guess is what I would call it. So I, I'd say no big deal. He'll be all right. As a guy who has had Andrew Luck in both Dynasty Leagues and spent a lot to get Andrew Luck, I want to pound the table and say this is a story. Didn't, it, I went didn't this, Andrew Luck have like a neck shoulder? Neck well, I thought it was a neck issue. issue. He had those sh- that shoulder issue that it just something similar. I'm not going to say that Stafford is similar to Luck. But well, Stafford's I never had want... any injury history at all. Stafford right? never had any injury history? The dude played with a separated shoulder, took the team down, and won a game one day. Oh, <laughs> Andrew Luck never was... really had any injury history until he retired either. Right. Anyway. So, yeah. Anyways. All right. And the last one. Um, I had family that attended the Packers family night. And I asked my brother, which, you know what, Eric and Jake, you probably don't know this. I know Tyler and Alex know this. They're not, I don't want you guys to chip in. I have a brother that is younger than me. How old do you think my brother is? I didn't know This goes brother. in the little theme of the trivia that we're going to uh, play later on. Like 25? Eric, how do you think? Um, 23. I have a 16-year-old brother that is pumping out fantasy football advice, and his one takeaway from family night at Green Bay was Romeo Dubs is a stud. I know we've been hearing about it. He's the Twitter darling. He's Alex's main squeeze. Hell, I just watched Alex in a dynasty league that I'm in with both of them draft him at the number eight overall pick. Oh, my God. He went Christian Watson. Romeo Dubs, making sure he has one of the two, and you better damn well hope one of those two is Aaron Rodgers' main guy, because that's pretty high draft capital. But I do want to give my brother, who may or may not be in the Stein or Mega Bowl League, I won't mention his name. Pretty easy to find out because he has the same last name as me. <laughs> but he is saying Romeo Dubs is the guy to get. So with that said, we are going to get into our trivia uh, game. Um, So we're going to do a little game. Um, I'm going to give these guys each a question. Each answer is going to be a number. And their goal is to get as close as they can to this number without going over or under too much. At the end of the game, I'm going to total how many, how much they were off in each one. And the man with the lowest total of points at the end of the game will win trivia. Boys, are you ready for this? Is this open book? This is not open book. Okay. Do not go on Google. Just clarify. Don't ask Siri. Don't ask Alexa. Don't ask Google. Let's keep this real. Are you guys ready? Yep. All right. These are all fantasy football related questions in a way. Here we go. Question number one. In 2021, the Philadelphia Eagles led the league in team rushing yards per game. How many yards per game did they average? Alex, I'm going to start with you. Give me a number. Let's go 113. Tyler. Oh, I'm going to go much higher. I'm going to go, let's go uh, 231. 231 yards per game. Jake. Um, I'm going to go uh, 232. 232. Wow, a little price is right action right here. And Eric. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 191. 191. All right. The question was, in 2021, the Philadelphia Eagles led the league in team rushing yards per game. How many yards per game do they average? The answer is 160 yards per game. You guys were all way off. Congrats on that. This is a damn good start. You guys are making everybody... Tyler and Jake made me inflate my yardage. (laughs) That's a bullshit uh, question. All right. Question <laughs> okay. number two. 
Cooper Cup was the first receiver since 2005 to lead the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns during his magnificent 2021 campaign. How many touchdowns did he score? Alex, how many touchdowns did Cooper Cup score in 2021? 19. 19. Tyler. I'll go 14. 14. Jake? I'll go 15. God, you are, you are so cute <laughs> with that stuff. And Eric, what do you have right here? I'll go 16. All right. Cooper Cup was the first receiver since 2005 to lead the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns during his magnificent 2021 campaign. How many touchdowns did he score? The answer was 16. Good job, Eric. That's right. You are right. You probably asked Hillary. Let's be uh, Yep, she's right behind me, I said. <laughs> All right, three more questions. Question number three, Tom Brady rushed for two rushing touchdowns last year. How many total rushing touchdowns does Tom Brady have in his career? Alex, I'll begin with you. Seven. Seven. Ooh, that's going to be way low. Tyler, what do you have? I think he's actually in the ballpark, so I'll go eight. Eight. Jake. I'm, I, think he, I think you guys are way low because he used to do goal line rushes all the time. I'm, I'm going to go oh, like right. 25. 25. All right. And Eric. I'm going 15. 15. All right. And Tom Brady rushed for two rushing touchdowns last year. How many total rushing touchdowns does he have in his career? The answer is 24. Jake, you were the closest. You were one off. Good job on that. All right, question number four. Jonathan Taylor led the league in scrimmage yards last season. How many yards did he have? Alex, I will begin with you. Going first is tough. Uh, Sorry, man. That's I, what happens I, with you being no. the youngest person in, sleep, or in this no, chat right good. here. Uh, I'm going to go from scrimmage, 2,050. 2,050. Tyler, what do I have for you? I will, uh, I'm going to go a little bit under what I actually probably think it is, but I'll go 1850. All right, Jake, what do you got? Uh, I'll go 1728. And Eric. So I saw this number just recently and I still can't remember what it was, but I, I know it was over 2000 and I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2150. 50. Jonathan Taylor led the league in scrimmage yards last season. How many yards did he have? The answer is 2,171 yards. Oh, close. Jake and Tyler, that one's going to hit the old nuts on that one. Was it total yards or rushing yards? Total. Scrimmage yards. Total yards. I wasn't listening. (laughs) Maybe you should listen. Pay a little closer attention, Jake. You had one job. Final question. Ladanian Tomlinson holds the record for the most PPR points scored in a season. This was accomplished in 2006. How many total touchdowns did he score that year? Alex. 24. 24. All right, Tyler. Uh, I'm going to go 32. 32. Jake. Um, how many did Cooper Cup have? He scored 16 touchdowns. That was really good. And let's just say this, LaDainian Thompson that season had, I think, almost 30 more points than the next, or PPR total points in a season. He I'm was going to go, awesome. go 28. 28. All right, Eric, you get to finish this off. I'll go 26. LaDainian Thompson the record for the most PPR points scored in a season. This was accomplished in 2006. How many total touchdowns did he score? The answer is 33. Wow. Booyah. Wow. So, Tyler, you have the honors of being the closest on this one. I'm going to total these up right here real quick. I'm pretty sure I won with Jonathan Taylor's yardage totals. You think you won? Just because of the yardage total. Jake and Alex were off about 500. 
That would be my brother, Tyler. That was all. I had recently seen the number two. So. It's not really fair when you're doing touchdowns and you're doing like single digits differences. That sounds fair to me, Jake. You know what? Don't suck. Yep. Ouch. That hurts. All right. I have these added up right here. Boys, are you ready to hear the results? Of course. All right, yeah. Alex. The goal, well, I should start by saying this. The goal is to have as least amount of points as possible. Alex, you winded up with a total of 197 points to get you second place. Tyler, you finished with 411 points. That is a really shitty job, but guess what? You did not get last because guess who got last? <laughs> Everybody's lovable loser. Jake finished with a total of 522 Jake, I don't know what to say. I don't know why we have you on this podcast because that is a really shitty job. And <laughs> one winner for one today, question. Eric, you finished with 68 total points. Congrats Oops. on that, dude. You took home the crown of the trivia champion. Do I get two crowns, one for this one and one for Family Feud? Well, we'll find out right here real shortly. Okay. Tyler, Alex, I appreciate you guys joining. Best of luck of the season. Good luck. Talk to you guys Thanks later. Thanks for the free entry. See you guys. All right. See you guys. Yeah, good luck, guys. Thanks for having us. Welcome to Family Feud Fantasy Football Style. Jake, Eric, are you guys familiar with Family Feud? Did you grow up watching it at all? Or I did. I like Family Feud. It's been a good show. Jake? Um, I'm familiar with it. So the reason I want to do Family Feud, because it's meaningful to me, because... During our first, with our first kid, um, we were in, my wife had a long labor. Anyways, the show that was on for at least 48 straight hours was Family Feud. So every <laughs> time I think of Family Feud, hear the Family Feud noise, or even watch it, I think of the birth of our, of our daughter. So it's, it's in your blood. Special. It's extra special to me. But here are the rules. I'm going to give you guys a question. Each question is going to have six answers, totaling 100 points. In order for you guys to buzz in your answer right away, you must say your name. So if I read a question, you have to say, Eric, <clears throat> Jake, I will call on you. You will give your answer, and we will move forward. Are you ready? Ready. All right. For 100 points, six answers are on the board. Which player would become a fantasy stud if his teammate were traded? or injured eric eric what do you got nick chubb nick chubb is not on the board it is up for you jake you get this right you get which, to keep it so, or pass it which, so one which player, player which one need to be traded which player would become a fantasy stud if his teammate were traded or injured Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, you know, I would agree with that, but the people don't agree with that. Both of you have this wrong, so <laughs> replay this. Eric, I'm going to give you another try. Which player would become a fantasy stud if his teammate were traded or injured? Eric, you could start on this. Well, I'm going to go Kareem Hunt then. Kareem Hunt is on the board. That is the fifth answer for 10 points. Jake, you get a chance to top that. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Man, I, I feel I'm like it might be five. I feel like my quarterback. Oh, I'm going to go uh, one. Jordan Love. Jordan oh, Love is a terrible answer. That is not on the board. Eric, you control the board. Would you like to play or pass? I'll take it. You will take it. Remember, you get three <clears throat> strikes until you're out, and then Jake will get a chance to steal unless you get them all correct. Five answers still on the board. Which player would become a fantasy stud if his teammate were traded or injured? Eric, what do you I'll got? I'll go uh, Javante Williams. Javante Williams is correct for the second answer. We're 25 points. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I, I thought know. that was the most obvious answer, and you both missed it two times <laughs> in a row. Eric, which player would become um, a fantasy stud if his teammate were traded or injured? I'll go A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. He's the right team. That is a good team, or not a good team. That is a good answer. Not only is it a good answer, it is the number one answer on the board with 26 points. 
Three answers left on the board, the third, the fourth, and the sixth answer. Which player would become a fantasy stud if his teammate were traded or injured? I'm going to go with Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Man, I can't believe you. It's We can't ever wish that Zeke gets injured. But the people agree with you. That is the third answer on the board worth 16 points. Tony Pollard. So right now we are sitting with the fourth and the sixth answer left. Which player would become a fantasy football stud if his teammates or if his teammate were traded or injured? Is this running back only or no? I it is open to everybody. That. I'm not gonna okay. say it could be all okay. running backs. It could be I'm gonna go with your boy, Travis Etienne, in case James Robinson gets traded. Travis Etienne. I think he's gonna be a stud. But guess what? Uh... You are wrong for the first strike of the game. Two strikes remaining. Which player would become a fantasy football stud if his teammate were traded or injured? Who do you got? Okay, I'll go. Um, who did I just have in my head? Mike Williams. Mike Williams. And that is your second strike. Mike Williams is not on the board, but a great guess. One more strike with two answers on the board. Which player would become a fantasy football stud if his teammate were traded or injured? Jake, be thinking over there just in case he gets one wrong. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's go T Higgins. T Higgins. Great answer. But the people do not agree with you. That is your third okay. strike. Jake, you have a chance to steal the board and all of the points. Jake, which player would become a fantasy football stud if his teammate were traded or injured? Um, I would probably go with, and don't blow me up, <laughs> if Tyreek Hill, or it's whoever becomes the fantasy stud, right? Yeah. I would go Waddle. Jalen Waddle. That is a very good guess. But do the people agree with you? The answer is no. Eric controls the points. Or controls the board, gets 77 total points. All there right. we go. The two remaining answers for the question, which player would become a fantasy football set if his teammate were traded or injured? The number four answer on the board is Alexander Madison with 15. Hmm. And the sixth oh. answer is Ramondre Stevenson with eight points. I was thinking Stevenson, but I didn't know. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of guys on there that could be the answer, but yeah. that is what the people voted. All right, are you ready for question number two? You guys got the feel for this? Yep. All right, here we go. Which one player are you 100% avoiding under all circumstances this year? Jake. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. I avoid him no matter what because he is a Green Bay Packer. But the people do not agree with you. Aaron Jones is not on the board. Eric. Are you kidding me? Which one player are you 100% avoiding under all circumstances this year? I'm going to go with what the people probably think is probably going to be McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Probably the most controversial person. Do you take him early or do you just avoid him? Christian McCaffrey is on the board. He is the number five answer for 15 points. Eric, do you want to keep keep playing or do you want to pass it? I'm going to let Jake have this one because I have Jake. no idea. Jake still right. has not guessed one right, so let's see if he can get <laughs> with three strikes. Let's see if he can get one right. Jake, I'm going to start wait. thinking like the general public. Um, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. You know, I honestly thought Saquon Barkley would be on this list, but that is your first strike. He's not on the list. He is not on the list. Which okay. one player are you 100% avoiding under all circumstances this year? Uh, Jake. Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. As much as this hurts, that is the number one answer for 23 points. Jake, you are finally on the board. You finally have something correct. Let's see if you can continue the hot streak. Jake, which one player are you 100% avoiding under all circumstances this year? Um, I'm going to go with... Let's think. Let's, get, let's go with... Um, I'm going to stay with the running backs here. 
I'm going to go with uh, three, two. I'm going to go with uh, Chubb, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Well, you probably looked down at yourself and saw Chubb and probably gave you a <laughs> answer to this question, but that is not correct. That is your second strike of the game. Which one player are you 100% avoiding under all circumstances? Four answers remain on the board. You have two strikes, one remaining. Eric, be thinking over there for your answer. Jake. Right. I'm going to go answer. with uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. That seems like an easy answer, right? But the people do not agree with you. He is not on the board. Okay. That is somebody I would throw on the board, but he is not on the board. So this leaves to you, Eric. You can take over the points, win the board. Which one player are you 100% avoiding under all circumstances this year? Eric, give me your answer. Oh, my God. Um, I got two names. You've had all this damn time to think about it. Don't sit here and play. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> give me an answer. Um, I'm going to go Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Well, he even told everybody not to draft him. Yeah. So, Miles Sanders, that is a great guess. But that is not on the board. What? Boys, that is a terrible job. You guys got two out of the six right. What public did you go ask? Yeah, where are you getting these these people? I went to the entire town of Fenimore and got these answers. (laughs) There's your number one problem. So the question was, which one player are you 100% avoiding under all circumstances? The number one answer was Zeke Elliott, which Jake got. Number two, Antonio Gibson for 16 points. Number three, which is tied with number two, is Cam Akers. Number four, number four, our first non-running back, Deshaun Watson for 15 points. Number five, Eric guessed correctly with Christian McCaffrey. And number six, I thought for sure Eric would get this one because this is one of his guys, and he's controversial. Michael Thomas, 15 okay. points. Fair enough. Yep. So right Good now, answer. Eric, Eric, you lead it with 77 points. Jake, you're well behind, but you can catch it right up here. You have 38 points. We have two more questions to gain points. Are you ready? Yep. All right, question number three. Which wide receiver outside the top 12 will be on the most fantasy football championship teams in 2022? Jake. Jake. Um, outside, the, outside the top 12? Outside the top 12. Well, can, can we get the top 12? No. Jeez, can I answer? Jesus. Jake. <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to say that uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is a wide receiver in the top 12. So let me just give you the big old X on that one. You are incorrect. Eric, what do you have? I'm going to say DJ Moore. DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is creeping into the top 12. He's not in the 12, top 12. But the people don't agree with you. This is another bad start to Jesus. the board. So Jake. Get out of Fenimore. <laughs> Jake, Jerry I will Judy. give it to you. You got six answers remaining on the board. Jerry Judy. 20. Jerry Judy is also not correct. <clears throat> he is not there. Eric, your chance. I feel like there are some clear and obvious Cortland ones. Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy's running mate, is on the board. And what, he is what? the number one answer for 26 points. Eric, do you want to keep? You bring or, that my way. You... All right, Eric. Which wide receiver outside the top 12 will be on the most fantasy football championship teams in 2022? Eric. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is good for the number four answer with 17 points. Eric is hot. Two in a row. Four answers. Marquise Hollywood Brown is not on the board for your first incorrect. Your first X, which wide receiver outside the top 12 will be on the most fantasy football championship teams in 2022? Four answers remain on the board. Eric, what do you got? Let's go with Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Good answer. But he is not there for your second X. Four answers remaining. Which wide receiver outside the top 12 will be on the most fantasy football championship teams of 2022? Eric. Let's go. 
anywhere but Fenimore, this would be right. But I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. He is Mr. Suspended, and he probably won't be drafted in the top 12. And he's also not on this board. Terrible job, Eric. I give you all that credit for getting two in a row. Four answers remain. Jake, you have the opportunity to steal the board. Which wide receiver outside the top 12 will be on the most fantasy championship teams in 2022? Um, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. To steal the board and take the lead, Brandon Cooks is not on the board. (laughs) Eric, you get an additional 43 points, taking your total up to 120. Commanding lead, Jake's going to have to wipe the board. So, finish this out. Which wide receiver outside the top 12 will be on the most fantasy championship teams in 2022? Number one answer was Cortland Sutton. Number two, Rashad Bateman. Number three, one I thought you guys would get, because he is the Twitter darling, Gabriel Davis. Number four, Allen Robinson. Number five, Michael Pittman Jr. And number six, Mike Williams. Michael Pittman's in my top 12. I don't know what top 12 you're looking at, but he's he's creeping up there very quickly. I don't think he's quite reached the top 12 yet, but he's he's definitely he's moved up a round or two, I would say, in the last couple weeks. So I agree with that. All right. Point total going into the final round. Eric with 120. Jake with a whopping 38. Jake, you have sucked today in both games so far, but you have a chance. There's one more question for 100 points, a chance for you to redeem yourself. Are you guys ready? I am. No. (laughs) Jake, Eric, here we go. Question number four. Give me an underrated quarterback in fantasy football. Eric. Go ahead. Number one answer on the board, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is not the number one answer, but he is on the board. He is the number five answer for 13 points. Jake, you have a chance to take over the board. Jake, give me an underrated quarterback in fantasy football. Most underrated quarterback. Give me an underrated quarterback. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. You know, Jake, I don't know what to tell you. You suck at this game. He is not on the board. Eric, you control the board right now. Do you want to pass or do you want to play? I'll, I'll get them all. You'll get them all? Yeah. All right. I like the confidence. Eric, give me an underrated quarterback in fantasy football. Tom Brady. Tom, my favorite quarterback, Tom Brady, is not on the board for strike one. Eric, two strikes remaining, five answers on the board. Give me an underrated quarterback in fantasy football. Jameis Winston. Jameis, who eats W's, Winston. I do like his outcome or his outlook for this year. I do think he's going to be a sneaky play with his weapons. But the people don't agree with you. That is two strikes. Five answers on the board, one strike remaining. Jake, you need to pray he gets some of these correctly for you to have a chance to win at the end of the game but give me an underrated quarterback in fantasy football can i get a definition give me an underrated quarterback in fantasy football that i will say that is not going to be in the top three so we can throw out the likes of matthew stafford matthew stafford was playing with one elbow is correct he is the number three three answer on the board for 15 points. Let's see if you can continue your hot streak. Give me an underrated quarterback in fantasy football. Dak Prescott. Dakota Rain Prescott. I agree that he is underrated. But he is not on this board. Jake, you have a chance to steal the points. Four answers on the board. Give me an underrated quarterback in fantasy football. I'm going to go with my boy. Justin Fields. I was just going to say, please don't tell me Justin Fields. (laughs) You know, Jake, I'm just going to call you the man with the strikes because that is all you have got today is a bunch of strikes. 
You sure. are incorrect. Eric, <laughs> you are the winner of Family <laughs> Feud. You took away 28 points. You walked away with a total of 148, which is 110 more than Jake. How do you feel? Double champion I, today. I don't even feel like I won that game. I played that, so bad. I'm just glad I was playing Jake. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I. You guys had a total of 186 points combined, and there were 400 points out there. Yeah, we didn't That's play. Less we, than 50, we did not play very well there. a big old fat F on this one. Yep. We need to do our research a little more. <laughs> All right, I'll give you the answers to the final question. Give me an underrated quarterback in fantasy football. Number one, Derek Carr. Number two, which is one I thought you guys would get because he's another one that everybody is high on, Jalen Hurts. Number three, Matthew Stafford, which you guys got correct. Number four, Matt Ryan. Number five, Kirk Cousins. And number six, Eric, I am disappointed in you. You should have guessed your boy, Trey Lance. That's not underrated. He's the best quarterback in the football. In football. You hear the crickets right there? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> are you guys, what do you guys think about Derek Carr as number one? I, I mean, he's projected to be where he always ends up. So I don't know why he would be under. He's never drafted. finished as a QB one. No, he's not even, doesn't so even how, crack so, the top 10. He's not underrated. He's just not very good at fantasy football. Just He just is I, what he is. But I think what the people are looking at is he has got possibly the best wide receiver in the league just added to his team. Right. You, you have a, an elite tight end. You have a good slot guy. You have a decent run game. You have a new coach that is offensive-minded. Where he's being drafted at, where he is usually every year, I think people are thinking – He's going to explode this year because he's going to have a true number one receiver. He's going to have a passing attack focused offense. I, I, that would I, be my only logic. I, 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 in dynasty, is, so I, I hope that's right. But. If you look at where he is getting drafted right now compared to the weapons he has and where he potentially could finish, then yes, I, I guess that does make sense why he would be underrated because I could see him flirting at the QB one range at the back end of the QB one range. Correct. And I, I will say this. I, I agree. I, you could throw so many people on this list. I mean, you're everybody's definition of underrated, but I will right. say I disagree with the number two answer on the board, Jalen hurts because he's going as yeah. QB four, QB five. Right. Yep. He, he's already I, being drafted high. He's already I, being respected. I'm not saying this because I dislike the Eagles. Because I'm a Cowboys fan, I dislike the Eagles. I just don't see it. I, I won't even touch him in the top 10. I don't care if he were to fall and I hadn't drafted a quarterback yet. I am going to take other guys over Jalen Hurts. That's just me. I know he's got running upside. He's got new weapons. They could explode. But until I see it, I want nothing to do with him. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to rate Jalen Hurts as underrated when he finished as a QB1 last year, and he's getting drafted as a mid-QB1 this year. But, he, I mean, could he finish as a top three QB this year with A.J. Brown now? Potentially. Yeah. I Other than Matt Ryan in this right. list, I think all five of these guys, Carr, Hurts, Stafford, Cousins, with the new offensive coordinator, New head coach, he's got weapons, and even Trey Lance. He's got I'll weapons th- around him. He's got running. I'll throw one out there. What do you guys think about Wentz? Is this Tyler? Um, oh, hey. <laughs> Ty- hey. The mega bowler, our guest, has stayed on the line. <laughs> he, has, he has been quiet. We did not know he was there. <laughs> Coming out of nowhere. I love this. This is why I love this podcast, just because I don't give a shit. And what do I, I mean, think about Carson Wentz? Wentz is being drafted at like the bottom. Very bottom. Draft, so I mean you have McLaurin, a decent run game. Could could end up a uh, solid QB two. Hi there. Are you talking with a pillow over your mouth? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Are you suffocating yourself right now? Because that's what it kind of sounds like. So Carson Wentz. <laughs> I don't think can finish any better than he did last year. And he was QB 14 last year. 
with but Eric, he's I'll, getting he like Baker Mayfield is getting drafted above him. I think, like, I think I, Sam I mean, Darnold's getting not drafted getting any above level. him. That doesn't mean that he's underrated, though. That just means someone's being an idiot drafting Baker Mayfield. I I agree. I I, I would I, I would Carson put West, Mayfield I on think, this list. I would put Mayfield number seven or eight on this list personally. He's going to yeah. be the QB one there. DJ Moore. Uh, if McCaffrey can stay anywhere close to healthy, uh, he yeah. might be. He's got I mean, a deep threat in Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Ter- Terrence Marshall. I mean, he was projected to be a stud, and he's yep. sitting there as a as a third. You have McCaffrey. So, you have. So here's here's a statistic for you for Carson Wentz for sleeper. His ATP is twenty seven. If that puts it in perspective, so I'm saying I'm I'm agreeing. Do you can you see which quarterbacks are behind him? There's got to be five. So which quarterbacks are behind him? Behind him, yeah. Behind behind him, um, in order: Goff, Mills, Mariota, Kenny Pickett. I would Mr. rather Goff is right after Pickett. I would rather Goff and Mills over Wentz personally. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you the five above them. There yeah. we go. Jones, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Zach Wilson. I would take Baker. I would even take Daniel Jones. And, and that, and then uh, Mac Jones. I think Daniel Jones and Wentz are pretty pretty close. Otherwise, I'd rather have Zach Wilson and potentially Baker Mayfield above him. Not Tannehill. I ain't take. I'm not touching Tannehill no. over him over right. Wentz. Right. I agree. I think quarterbacks just so deep though. It's like those guys mean nothing unless you're playing a super flex or two QB league. If you, if you're playing, well, this is the Mega Bowl podcast. So in a one quarterback league, there's so there's 20 quarterbacks easily that you would take ahead of a guy like that. But you could fall back on that. You could load up in every other position and then fall back on a Carson Wentz or Zach yeah. Wilson, Baker Mayfield. But these are going to these are going to be players, you know, in that range that you're picking up for your bye week, right? Or at worst, your quarterback, your QB one, goes down with an injury. Well, it's pretty god, you know, we don't root for injuries in this podcast, but you know, it happens every year. So, yep, it, it's important to pay attention and. You know, especially in bye weeks, you're you're looking at who these range of ten quarterbacks right here, who they're match up against. So, yep. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a good point. Bring up Carson Wentz on this one. I mean, not we probably won't talk about Carson Wentz very often on this podcast. Maybe during the season, and hopefully that's him throwing six interceptions to Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> but that's probably the only time we'll talk about him. You know, I, I guess maybe not talking about Carson Wentz, but that that range right there. Like, right. I don't. I think that what that shows is you don't need to be pressured into taking a quarterback early. I agree. There are guys right. that will fall at the very end of the draft that you will that will start for their team. But you or, know for sure, absolutely. Once Josh Whatever. Allen will go in the second round. And everybody gonna, gets all quarterback. Somebody's going to draft him. And once the first one goes, let's say Mahomes goes early third or Justin Herbert, the run of quarterbacks is going to go because everybody's going to fear that they're going to miss out on that quarterback. Happens every year. Well, and that's why listening to these podcasts will really help or, or, or watch your rankings or just do a little bit of research on it is – just because one quarterback goes doesn't mean you have to ha- hop on the train right away because there's so many different quarterbacks that you can get that could lead you. A Kirk Cousins, the 15th best quarterback. I mean, and then even if you do get it, get on that train and get Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, those rushing quarterbacks, and they get hurt, you still have a Carson Wentz, that range that we're just talking about to fall back on. Just make sure that you do back that up later in the draft. Correct. Well, boys, did you guys have fun? No. no well, I, I mean, I did. I got, I got not, a couple crowns really. I'm taking home with me tonight. So, Well, I'm glad one of you guys can be a winner. Last week, I kicked your ass in the mock draft. As Eric, true. I think you got a C. Jake, you got a B minus, and I rocked out the A+. Plus. That's still under protest. 
And then we should have Eric... saved those and seen what they ended up at at the end of the year. We I got we a, should... I got a picture of mine. We should like start our own league and then we'll see at the end of the year and we can talk about it. Right. Well, before we go, I want to thank everybody that has listened to the podcast so far, who has reached out to me, given me advice, comments, provided feedback, mentioned that they wanted to be on the podcast. This week, we don't have any listener mailbag questions, unfortunately, so please send those moving forward. If you would like to be on an episode of the Megable podcast, please reach out to me. You guys can reach out to me via email, text message, call me, Twitter. I don't care how. We want to bring on as many people as we can throughout the season. Do you guys have any final words before we go? Go Niners. See you next week. Yes, see you next week. As a wise man once said, word to your mother. Peace out, guys.